Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom, every day. Hey there, welcome to another STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods, and we look for ways to give you uh, ideas for adding some more STEM to your everyday classroom, your science, technology, engineering, and math. With me today is a great special guest. Uh, we've got Daniel Mars, uh, and he's a teacher, former teacher, uh, tech coach, um, all sorts of great stuff from uh, from the lower part of Michigan. Uh, welcome to the show, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Great. And uh, and first of all, I'm I'm excited because because you you started out as a social studies teacher and and that's not one of those things that we often connect with with STEM. But tell us a little bit about uh, just how you became a social studies teacher and then how did you move from that to becoming a tech coach? Yeah, well, you know, I always had a love for memorization of facts. Ever since I was a young person, I still retain that love. But I also kind of recognize that you know. History was a lot of fun to study because it's like detective work. So you got to do some exploring and some exploration, different ideas. And then I kind of was like, well, I remember my high school social studies class being so incredibly boring as teacher talking all the time. And I was like, I bet we could do something a little bit better than just going over facts and start to kind of do some of that stuff. So started to really do that. Technology really assisted me when I was teaching and I was in, and I've been in buildings where it's been really kind of stressed upon um, ensuring that you're, you're kind of forward thinking and doing things differently, not, not the way that things have always been done. And it kind of used that leverage to really get into developing some professional development for teachers. Um, my first year in the classroom, I was leading training on Google docs in, in my school. Um, and you know, it kind of really went there and then all of a sudden, you know, position opened up for a coach. I was kind of half coaching, half teaching in my last year, in my, in my previous district and landed, um, with Coloma community schools in Michigan as a tech coach this July and have been just in love with the position since then. Yeah. And, and so you're working at a school that's in your, and you're mainly working kind of like that middle school range, but it's a one-to-one school. Um, so, um, how do you, how do you approach something like that? How do you approach trying to, trying to help teachers, uh, add some more of, of tech and, and all that stuff to their classroom? Well, I, you know, my personal preference is I like to, to kind of start small. So we have things as teachers that we've done that we really enjoy or that we have ideas for. And I like to kind of allow teachers to come up with ideas that we can add just like little small pieces and, and get that snowball rolling, get that toe in the door. And then all of a sudden the floodgates open and it's, you know, there are weeks where it's like, oh, well, I can fit you in for these seven minutes, you know, here and I have to be over here and do that. So it's really kind of a fun, a fun way to do that. And to get teachers thinking about, you know, doing and trying some different things and, and, and kind of a lot of my role is safety net. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, if I, if you're going to try this new thing with the students is I can come in and model for you. I can show you how it's done um, and let you do that. Try to model for the first couple times and then let you take over by the end of the day. Um, or I can kind of, you know, do a little bit more of just kind of hanging out to make sure everything starts off smooth and, and kind of yeah. let you go from there. So a lot of different ways to get involved and to, and to do that. And, 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 you know, part of it is, is being like an agent of change and challenging some thinking on things, um, you know, kind of avoiding, you know, well, this is the way it's always been done and looking for ways that we can kind of change that up and, and kind of be responsive to learners today. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to be like, uh, 
you know, there's that, that hierarchy of teachers, you know, that, that like maybe high skill, low will or low skill, low will that always blames it on the kids. But realistically, our students are different than when I went through school. You know, I didn't have a, a wealth of content knowledge available to me via YouTube or anything like that. So, exactly. um, you know, in, in, you know, six second videos, you know, it's like, when we look at Vine, and I know Vine's no more, but we're talking six-second videos. We're talking Snapchatting, you know, 30-second video messages. Um, it's just a different way of getting information now and, and trying to be responsive to that. You know, no longer is it sit and get for an hour. And we have great teachers that are excellent storytellers that can engage a whole class. But not everyone has that. So looking for ways, especially in social studies, that we can really bring in that, those, those STEM concepts. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, you're, you were sitting in class and, and you were loving the social studies because it was to you as detective work, you're figuring things out um, and how these things happen in the past. And, and, and there's so much of, of technology that can, can be applied that way. Um, and, and like you said, too, coming into a teacher's classroom, not to take over, but to help give them the tools and even just the confidence to, to try some of those things in their classroom. Yeah, it's fantastic, you know, and, and, you know, it's, it's a little self-serving too, because you come in and, and the kids see you in the classroom that day, they, they kind of know they're doing something different and that's really <laughs> rewarding too. They get excited, the smiles. So definitely kind of a fun way, um, fun position to be in. Yeah. So, so you've been, you've been doing this tech coach thing for a little while. Um, mm -hmm. you, you've, you've started to, to share those ideas and, and, and really that's, that's too what it's about. If you're a teacher in a school and you're feeling like, like there's something you'd like to try, or you just want to try some more things. Um, just find someone, find someone, start asking around your colleagues and, and say, Hey, could you help me? Or, Hey, how could I do this? I'd really love to do something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and you know, and, and, you know, Chris, you and I know each other. I think we met at Boeing that first mm -hmm. year that the Boeing tech conference was there, but then, you know, yep. we've connected via Twitter a couple of times and find that professional learning network. And it doesn't have to be always, you know, in your building, within your four walls, within your district or neighboring districts, you have the opportunity to really kind of extend, you know, with, with technology, using those technology tools to extend beyond our local areas. And I think that's fantastic. I mean, you and I are in the same state, but we're an 11 hour drive from each other. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and again, too, I mean, that, that gives you also the, the idea that the same way as, as we can connect as teachers from very far away places, those kids can connect with kids in, in different different parts of the state, different parts of the country, different parts of the world. And, and, and how awesome would it be to be able to bring those kind of aspects into a social studies or a history or a geography class? Yeah. And it's one thing that, you know, I, I regretted, I, I wasn't able to do when I was in the social studies classroom is really connect with these experts. Now, fortunate enough that I have a brother who is a PhD candidate in a history program um, that I was able to bring him in to talk about different things that he studied. But, you know, that was really, um, he was kind of coming to visit me anyways. Um, you know, one thing that really has taken off and, and wasn't quite ready for me when I was still in the classroom was that, you know, that mystery Skype concept or yep. the, you know, Skyping with people or doing a hangout or chatting or using, you know, using social media positively. Yep. You know, I, I, I've seen so many stories where teachers and, and classes have tweeted to, you know, authors of the books that they're reading for insight yeah. on, you know, what did you mean by this? And, and they respond. And it's incredible when you think about that. Yeah. Oh, it, oh, it is. And, and it just it just makes that that whole world just come right into your classroom. This classroom that you think is too small. It, it suddenly can can fit the whole world right inside of it. Um, so you did. A, you've done a lot, too, as as a teacher. 
um, and facilitating as well with with PBL, with that idea of project-based learning. Now, why is that something that, that really lends itself well to, to history, I guess, and social studies? You know, it's, it's a fantastic concept because you're taking something and you're kind of focusing. It allowed me to teach, you know, one way I never thought of teaching social studies before was like almost thematic, you know, so like instead of going chronological order, which so many of our social studies classes are, you know, I could teach, you know, here's our war and revolution section, you know, here's our, you know, social issues section. And it was, it was able to do that and, and coming up with these driving questions, like what has driven change in the United States over the last 150 years? You know, since the end of the Civil War, what's kind of driven that change and, and allowing my kids to really kind of investigate and for me to step back and instead of delivering, you know, that sage on the stage, you know, instruction, I was able to kind of allow my kids to do that. And I would do five to seven minute videos on, on the topics that they needed to know that they could watch on their free time. We could sit down and have a conversation about it and do dialogue. It was really up to them. There's a lot of freedom in, in what they were doing in the classroom to allow them that. And, and, you know, I taught economics and, and economics automatically lends itself a little bit more to that STEM, but, you know, taking a look at, you know, economic statistics over oh. the course of the last 80 years, you know, and, and saying, okay, well, here's a, here's the dilemma we're in is our nation's GDP, our hypothetical nation's GDP is falling, you know, inflation is rising and, you know, I'm just dropping this all on those kids that first day. And they're like, I don't know what any of this means and working through it in a different way you know, like kind of like you can send out a study guide and the kids look at it and like, okay, I'll define this two days before the test and I'll yep. get, I'll get an 86% on the test and, and my parents will be happy, yeah. you know, instead kind of dropping that on them and saying, okay, here's the problem. We need to fix the economy. How do you do this? And then giving them the opportunity to really explore those topics, figure out what they mean and, and realize GDP is not the best indicator of how a country is doing. Yeah. You know, and deep down and they come to that realization. And then what you see is you see this opportunity for these kids to really participate in the learning and then challenging them with these real world tasks, these technology oriented oriented tasks where, you know, instead of, you know, instead of doing a, a PowerPoint slide, um, let's let's build a website that details our plan. And having the kids use a tool like, you know, not to plug anybody, but like a Weebly or a Wix or a Google Sites um, to kind of get something up and running. And, and it probably doesn't get very many hits. You know, it's, it's not the most popular website on the Internet. And, it's um, not, and it might not be as accurate as true as Wikipedia. Right. It could. It, it's just there. But the kids have now gone through an experience that is more aligned with the real world than filling in a bubble or defining terms on a line piece of paper to turn in before a test. Well, and 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 think about what these kids are going to face in in the real world when they're grown up and whether they're at a job or or just in in real life, they're going to be faced with real problems, real situations. Mm -hmm. And it's like you said, I love that idea you said it you just kind of dropped it on them. And and that's what's going to happen. You know, yeah. real problems, real situations are going to be dropped on them at work and and how do they handle it? Do they just panic? Or do they say, I'm going to dive in, I'm going to dig, I'm going to figure out what I need to do, I'm going to be that detective and, and come up with a solution. Yeah, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's, it's rewarding in a way, too, because you're working with the kids in a different way. And you're seeing that light bulb connect and, and, you know, using, you know, my classroom management and, and by no means am I like the toughest guy, you know, strict disciplinarian, it's cover the rules, we're good, you guys understand them, let's have some fun. 
Um, but doing like one-on-one -on -one meetings or small group meetings with students. And it's just so much rewarding than, you know, having 28, 29 kids in a classroom and trying to get the message out to everybody at once. And you can kind of personalize a lot more too, I feel with project-based learning. Cause as you work with these small groups that are, are each kind of competing for an independent um, product, you, you have that opportunity to really kind of connect with what they're working on and, and seek out their interests to kind of motivate them to take that extra step. Yeah. So if a, if a teacher is like, hey, problem-based learning, this PBL stuff, I, I'm interested. I want to know more. I'd like to try something easy to start with. Um, good ideas, good suggestions. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would I would start with the Buck Institute. I mean, that's that's where I, my training was through was, was through the Buck Institute. Um, and it was fantastic to kind of go in, into to envision this and to work um, and then, you know, start breaking down the walls of your classroom. And, and if you're not comfortable going outside the walls of your classroom right now, go to your colleagues. I taught social studies. The easiest place for me to always partner up was my English language arts teacher. You know, and her and I were always able to kind of come up with ideas for a project that we could work on together and bring in some of that other stuff, that writing, you know, and, 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 and here's the secret. If you have the kids doing more STEM related activities like technology, you know, building websites, guess what the kids have to do on that website? They have to write. It's easy. You can get bring everything in in that curriculum um, and be cross curricular and, and work with those teachers. And then, you know, I had a science teacher that was great. We, we wrote um, weather reports. The eighth graders are studying weather. We brought in a local meteorologist. And, you know, the kids had to write the weather reports and they had to use descriptive terms. And, and, you know, like the social studies teachers facilitating this, you know, like, you know, talking about that a little bit, but it's really just a collaboration between science and language arts. Yeah. And, you know, it's just kind of there. And, and, and there's so much that you can do with the PBL. It really, uh, really allows you if, if you take that time to do that planning and, and talk to your colleagues, it really allows you to kind of do that. Yeah. And, and how easy is it for all of us to just off the top of our head, think of, think of a real world problem, think of something, uh, a situation that we could just say, all right, kids, you know, what, what do you think about this? Get them to start thinking, get them to start mm -hmm. researching, you know, yeah. and, and, and almost like we have to retrain ourselves as teachers to realize, I don't maybe need to know all the different steps of this this process, this project we're going to do, but I'm just going to, I'm going to start to just open it up a little bit and see what happens. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's way we always, we always like to start kind of at the back end and say, you know, this is kind of what I want my kids to learn overall. And then would go backwards and kind of add that filler um, in there to make sure that they're getting there. But really, you know, there's, there's projects where, you know, I was teaching the PBL and it's, it's here it is, is it's, I planned four weeks for this unit, right? Four weeks for this PBL unit. And then it's week four and I'm like, well, it's going to be six weeks. You know, flexibility is really important to bring into that because you have to kind of get that through. And then there's times where you kind of, you know, do it a little bit quicker. Don't allow the kids as much time to explore necessarily right. um, as you would like to, but you know, that's the, the, the standards, the curriculum that you have to get through. And I understand that, but really kind of pushing, um, to do that was, was really fantastic for me. And it really, um, really helped me build my ideas for, you know, integrating more technology because it allowed me to break out of that mold of, you know, standing and delivering every day, um, into more of a facilitator role and uh, giving me that time to kind of think about ways that we can bring more tech into our classroom. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Great ideas, uh, Daniel. Um, first of all, uh, uh, thanks. Um, thanks so much for, for sharing these, these great ideas about, about um, 
getting some more technology into your classroom and, and getting some maybe some project-based learning into your classroom as well and into any classroom too, right? Yeah, I mean, it works It works across the board. Um, really can, can go cross-curricular, can bring in art teachers, bring in, you know, the band, bring in anybody you really want to. Um, you know, if you can think of it, there's probably a way that you could justify it and, and yeah. get it done. So, yeah. or ask your students to figure out what would be great to add in. So it's even better if you don't have to do it. <laughs> um, uh, you can connect with, with Daniel Mars on, on Twitter at D A N I E L Daniel T M A R E S. Uh, of course, we'll have that link on, on the, the website with the podcast. Um, I, I checked real quick, uh, the uh, institute you're talking about, uh, bie.org. That was it was that easy to yeah. find. So, um, but thanks a lot, Daniel, for for joining us today on the podcast. Uh, great ideas. Try something, teachers. Right? Just try. Yeah, something. yeah. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, and uh, as always, thanks for listening to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Uh, and hope you check out all the great podcast on remarkablechatter.com and we'll talk to you again next time you're listening to this podcast on the esdac broadcasting network to find more information about this or other podcast shows please visit remarkablechatter.com <laughs>